Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Broadway and Exchange. I am your host, Aiden Briggs, and today we will be reflecting on the 2021 Fall Retreat. We're joined today by President Tim Gibson. Sir, thank you so much for coming on the show. All right. Well, Aiden, thanks for uh, thanks for the invitation. It's exciting to see Broadway and Exchange uh, reinvigorated this year. Yes, sir. Um, so going into this retreat, uh, there was kind of a flurry of concern over whether or not the trip would accomplish the goal that you, President Gibson, um, and the college had in mind, being fellowship, rest, spiritual renewal. Um, after a lot of deliberation, the decision was made to greenlight the beloved Moose Retreat in this fall. Um, now that the tr- retreat is over and the dust is settled, uh, just kind of wanted to take a look back on what this year's trip had to offer uh, and look forward to what we can expect next year, possibly. Um, so I guess for you, what were some of your hesitations about holding a fall retreat this year? Okay. Well, it's a great question, and I'm glad we're, we're having this conversation to, uh, to kind of look back at, uh, at this past year and, then, and maybe uh, look ahead a little bit toward future years. So uh, there were a number of things. First, I'd start with, uh, you know, many of the, uh, the audience members listening probably know that my wife and I were King's parents well before I joined the administration. And so even prior to me being on the administration at King's, we had attended fall retreat. We, we really enjoy fall retreat uh, as, as a family. And so I recognize how important it is to the community, uh, but I also recognize, you know, what it's intended to be and what it was uh, and where it had sort of drifted from its intent. And so the primary reason that we had made the decision as the administration to uh, pull the plug on fall retreat, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, was really that. Uh, it just it wasn't serving the purpose of establishing and setting the stage for Christian formation for the year ahead. And um, over the course of a number of conversations with the student body president, Brent Budabaugh, and, and his, uh, his cabinet, uh, I became confident that they had the right site picture in mind and that they really were going to put their best uh, effort into achieving those outcomes. And so with that, uh, it made fall retreat, uh, you know, looking forward this year into something that we, we could attempt again even in light of COVID, which was the other major hesitation, of course. You know, last year, it wouldn't have mattered if we had intended to do a fall retreat or not. We wouldn't have been able to, mm-hmm. uh, given the, the constraints, uh, you know, in the state of New York and state of New Jersey at that time. Uh, so COVID would have been the other cautionary thing that we had to, to uh, factor in for this year. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess it's safe to say that some of the past retreats factored into your decision-making process with seeing how things were going. Um, so clearly it did. So in the past, some of what, uh, what I observed, what others observed was that it wasn't being taken particularly seriously in terms of attendance at the main stage events, uh, during the breakouts, things of that nature. And so it really just became sort of a, an excuse to get out of the city for, for a couple of days. And, and that's really not what it was intended to be. So um, rather than allow that to continue, uh, we, we made the decision to try to tighten some things up uh, to the point where, you know, we actually chose to cancel it uh, at, at one point. And, um, you know, some of the outcomes that I had seen over time, folks who decided that it would be a good idea to just try and stay up and stay awake the entire time they were at fall retreat, right? 
And so they were just exhausted by the time they got back. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't help. Um, we would see attendance in classes uh, the week following fall retreat drop off pretty significantly uh, as a result of illness or, or things of that nature. And so it just, again, for the overall impact on the community, it wasn't having the impact that we, we needed it to have. And so we needed to reframe that. Uh, and I think uh, I think there's some things that I'm pretty optimistic about from this year, but I'm sure we'll get to that later in the conversation. <laughs> so we talked before just a little bit briefly. We brought up fellowship, rest, and spiritual renewal being some of the big main intended goals for, for being Fall Retreat, and we weren't seeing a lot of that in previous years. So obviously bringing that to this year, did you see a lot of that come to light more so that that was starting to show up. People were having fellowship. People were finally resting. People were, you know, attending the worship, getting their spiritual renewal. Yeah. Well, I think there were a lot of encouraging things from this year's fall retreat that I observed. Um, and so I, I will I'll mention a few things. There's going to be any number that other people will have observed. But one of the things we do uh, after any event that is going to be a recurring event, whether it's fall retreat or commencement or convocation, we always do an after-action review, right? So we look for things that we want to sustain that went well and things that we want to improve that have the, you know, we have uh, things that, that always can be improved, frankly. And so as I've read through all the feedback from House presidents and staff members and things like that, it really is encouraging to me to see that uh, there were many parts of this year's retreat that actually accomplished the goals that we had set forth. So there was really strong attendance at the main stage events. There was really good turnout for the breakout sessions. Those breakout sessions were were benchmarked against the spiritual disciplines that we had identified going into the planning of fall retreat. And so I, you know, if there was any complaint that I, I would have maybe with uh, with this year's fall retreat, it might be that the breakout sessions need a little bit more time because the ones that I attended were fabulous, and but they went by pretty quick and we didn't have time to cover as much of the material as we would have liked to. And so there, that's just one of those things that can be improved, right? But overall, the goal of spiritual formation and, and that kind of thing was really, really hit. So that's great. Yeah. And I can, I can totally second that idea of the breakout sessions because I just know the first one that I went to was with Mr. Fuenzalita. Okay. Yep. And the walk over there to where he was, you know, where he was doing his his talk was half the class or the breakout session was over by that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um so he kind of had to speed through it, but um but I guess to further the idea of fellowship, rest and spiritual renewal, what is there a particular reason why those are the main focuses because a lot of people can look at fall retreat like you said earlier as being times where just to get out of the city sure and some people yep. treat just getting out of the city as rest you know because the city's always moving um so is there a reason that i guess what do those goals mean to you to the school mm -hmm. in terms of fall retreat yeah so you know, there are certain things, I guess, that we would consider principles that we try to, to manifest in various ways around the college, right? So one of those is this focus on the real reason that we're here as a Christian college, you know? So um, uh, this is sort of analogous, but I'll, I'll just point to my own president's cabinet meeting that I have every week. 
and I've got 15 cabinet members from across the the uh, the college who are part of my my president's cabinet. In fact, I, I include the student body president as one of my cabinet members. So Brent comes to these meetings every uh, every week. Um, but every one of those meetings starts with a devotion that is led by our dean of students, uh, David Leedy, who is an ordained minister, right? And so uh, we just pause and we focus just for a few moments collectively on why we're getting together, why we do what we do at the college. And in like manner, fall retreat should be exactly that. It should be that pause and focus for the academic year. And we do it outside the city because, as you very aptly point out, the city is always moving and there's always distraction. And so having an opportunity to unplug for a second and say, this is different, this is quality time that we're going to organize and put together and present these opportunities for rest and spiritual renewal and these kinds of things, uh, that's, that's why we do it that way. Those goals are exceptionally important in setting the stage for the academic year. Do you, so I guess the bottom line question for that is, do you think, and we kind of touched on it a little bit, do you think that this year effectively handled those? I mean, like you said, things can always be better. Things can always improve. I mean, in your opinion, what kind of, what did go well? What, what maybe could have been, what could have been better? Yeah. Okay, well, another one of the principles of Kings, right, is to lead with and through students. And uh, I will just, I'm going to state categorically up front, <laughs> without Brent Budaba and his cabinet, mm-hmm. fall retreat would not have happened. Hmm. So they absolutely led the reinvigoration, the focus, and everything that came out and became fall retreat this year, to include finding a new venue, to include transportation and, you know, scheduling and all these kinds of things. So uh, they really did do a terrific job. So what went well? Well, we we went to a location we've not used before, and I thought it was an improvement. I thought Camp Tecumseh, uh, the facilities out there are maintained very, very nicely. I think they, they offer a variety of activities that most of our communities seem to enjoy. Uh, so I think that was something that was a real upgrade. Uh, turns out Camp Tecumseh is closer than where we were going previously, and so just less of a travel time uh, turns out to be you know, a benefit of, of various things. Um, I, in my view, from what I know, there was good participation across the uh, across the weekend, and so that's that's a win. Some things that could be improved. Um, let's see. Well, I was not clear on some of the things like the meals when we had them scheduled for an hour, right? But yeah. they only served for the first thirty minutes, <laughs> so there were a couple of meals that I just outright missed because I got, you know, I got mm-hmm. talking with folks and and just didn't get in line at the right time and that kind of thing. Um, so th- there's just kind of you know stuff along those lines that can always be improved. I think. Uh, I think we're going to have to revisit the idea of do we bring an outside guest as the main stage speaker or not. That was something that we did differently this year. Um, I think Dr. Carrington did a great job on, um, you know, setting up this theme of connecting the dots and that dots are easier to connect uh, when you're looking back in your history and your and your life. And, and uh, you know, he uses journaling as a way to do that. And certainly my own experience in the Air Force and now at King's, I, I can relate to that concept of connecting the dots of my life and seeing where God is, is actually finishing out the picture mm-hmm. uh, when that's tough to see sometimes looking forward. Absolutely. Um, 
but even in his remarks, you know, the next day, the next night, I was kind of hoping he would go a little bit more into how he journals and why he journals and how he frames that. And, and he just kind of touched on it, but didn't go as deep as I would have liked because I'm not somebody who journals regularly. So I could use some coaching on that. Um, and I think there were some things that, you know, the way he, the story that he told um, was really compelling, but I, as, a, as somebody who speaks sometimes, it was also a little bit cautionary for me. So what I'm thinking of here is he told the story of a young man, uh, Chris Cunningham, that he mentored when Chris was, was younger, and, and then later Chris approached him to say thank you, right? But the, the manner in which Dr. Carrington relayed that story even though Carrington is himself Jamaican, a person of color, he's describing another Jamaican person, a person of color. Uh, you know, he, the way he told that story, rather than saying, you know, Chris as an adult is a tall, physically intimidating individual, and he wasn't really sure what the conversation was going to be. The way Dr. Carrington relayed that, I think the message that he was trying to relay may have gotten lost because of the way he described Chris. Uh, and so I thought that was an unfortunate um, uh, way for that story to, to unfold. What was really encouraging to me, though, after the fact, was I know that staff and faculty members approached Dr. Carrington and pulled him off to the side, just the way we, we encourage everybody to do, you know, in our own honor code and, and things of this nature, and shared that with him. And that Carrington, to his credit, took that feedback and uh, accepted that as, as something that he could have done better. And so... Um, I just think the high integrity approach that that we have as a community um, was was a terrific uh, testimony, actually, in all of that. So it's something that could have been done better, but given how it did play out, it was handled well. So I'm encouraged by that. I guess to further, okay, I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna push some buttons. Keep here. going. <laughs> all right, here we go. Um, in terms of things that could get could have been done better, um, to push some buttons. What are what are your thoughts on something? like what happened with the Reagan door yes. with, <laughs> with uh, where we came back and we just didn't have a door and our bathroom was TP'd and everything yep, was. Right. So is, do things like that, are they expected when, you know, when you have a big event like this with a lot of students, you know, people messing around like that, is that expected? Was that right. a little, did it go too far? Was it? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll give you my thoughts on this. And, uh, you know, I haven't, uh, I haven't talked with the House advisors for the House of Reagan. And I haven't talked with, uh, with many of the members of the House about it either. But so um, the U.S. military, right, mm-hmm. um, there is a lot of, of pranks that get played uh, mm-hmm. over the course of a, of a career. And I've seen a lot of that. I've, I've been on the receiving end and I've been on the, you know, the, <laughs> the, the pranking end of things. So let me, uh, let me the way I, f- I frame this during the weekend. So first, um, to some degree, I think Reagan should be complimented by the fact that, that they were, uh, I'll call it the victim of this prank, right? Because the opposite of, of, of love is not hate. The opposite of love is apathy. And if they didn't care, they wouldn't mess with you. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they messed with the House of Reagan actually means, you know, there's, there's something good there, in, in my view. Um, I, I really have a high regard for King's students, right? So even as I was being told that this, this prank had unfolded, 
I had a pretty high degree of confidence, a very high degree of confidence, that it wasn't going to be a permanent damage that was inflicted on the house or on the property or, or anything of that nature. And so as, as it was being described to me and, you know, the, the door is missing, but the screws are all there. <laughs> the, towel ra- uh, the towel holder is, is, has been removed, but the screws in the are shower all there. <laughs> is in the shower, right? The, uh, let's see, the paper towel dispenser has been pulled down off the wall, you know, but again, the screws are all there. Well, the toilet paper, that's just, I mean, that's a, that's a, you're going to just have to throw that away. But <laughs> the rest of it wasn't, wasn't damaged. It was yeah. simply, it was inconvenient, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't love the fact that you guys had to, you know, sleep without a door. I'm sure there were some mosquito bites that happened <laughs> that would not have happened otherwise. But at the end of the day, it wasn't something that I see as a particularly um, severe um, uh, prank or something that was really out of bounds, to be honest. Um I don't want to get so wrapped up in the idea of we need to figure out who did this as much as we, we needed to just focus on, all right, let's put the pieces back where they belong and let's give the, the facility back to Camp Tecumseh in the condition or better that we found it. And uh, and so I think we were able to do that over the course of the weekend and and that uh, once we found the door and, we, you know, uh, a Phillips head screwdriver, we were back in business. So at the end of the day, is it expected? No, not necessarily expected, but I'm not going to overreact to it either. So. Mm-hmm. So all that being said, everything we talked about, can we expect to have another fall retreat? Fall retreat is a really special part of the King's experience every year. Uh, It's why my wife and I prioritize going every year. Um, And so as long as it's serving its purpose and meeting the need of our community, I want to see it continue. Absolutely. You bet. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, President Gibson, thank you so much for joining us. But before you go, I have one more question for you. Okay. What made you smile yesterday? What made me smile yesterday specifically? Ooh, that is a great question. Um, uh, Frankly, the easy answer uh, for me, uh, and my wife would, would share this, is we got to host the House of Truth, the House of Churchill, and the house of uh, SBA at our apartment last night for popcorn with the president, and we love doing that. It is it's just really cool to to have um, our first years, our exec teams, and the house advisors uh, in a in a setting in which it's not quite as formal, it's not on campus, and we just get to have a conversation and get to know people. So yeah, I was I was pretty much grinning like an idiot all evening. <laughs> Awesome. Sir, thank you so much for joining us. Um, For our listeners, be sure to stay tuned for more episodes to come and let us know what you thought of this one. Um, What did you think? Was the retreat worth it? Did it accomplish everything the college wanted it to? Um, Shoot us a message on Instagram at Broadway and Exchange and let's talk about it. President Gibson, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Thanks for having me on and congratulations to you and the entire EST team as you guys bring this back. Thank you so much.